my name is Sean Shaler, and this is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And Chris, you have something a little different for us this week. What's going on? Yes, we will be definitively ranking the avatars from worst to best. Definitively? Awesome. Definitively, this is the end-all, be-all list. (laughs) Don't care what anyone (laughs) says. This is it. (laughs) Science. And... Yeah. And we're not ranking them based off who's your favorite or based off of who's the most annoying, whatever. Just which avatar did their job best? Who showed up to work? Can we even who... say not uh, not like the not the strongest or the smartest or anything, but it like yeah. we're we're grading a job here. Like we're doing a performance <laughs> review right now. Exactly. <laughs> like who was the best at keeping peace? And not not necessarily only during their lifetimes but maintaining peace and what was their lasting effects on, on the world. So no bias, no BS, nothing. This is the definitive ranking of avatars. And if you don't agree, well then please don't stop watching. Cause you might be the last person still watching. The thing. <laughs> uh, I will say uh, that, uh, and I, I hope you agree, but I think I, I like the way that you took this direction of saying like best, avatar because it's something a little more tangible like we when we get into like we like to get into these sort of like head-to-head conversations or they're popular <laughs> like who would win this person or this person or whatever we just it, it, it is an apples and oranges thing we can't ever compare but we can kind of compare like we have enough lore and history on most of them to say hey this is what they did as the avatar this is how they did their job good or bad it's as close to like a tangible comparison i think as you could really come up with <laughs> yeah and uh, before we get into that, we're going to go through, hopefully really quickly, just their history. And then we're going to show. So I went through and I ranked them uh, from seven to first, seven to one. And then Sean ranked them from seven to one. And we're going to give you our average rankings of them, which is, again, is the definitive ranking of the avatars. And the seven avatars we're ranking <laughs> are uh, the only seven that we have actual information about which is Wan, the first avatar, Yang Chen, the airbender before Aang, uh, Korok, Kyoshi, we all know Kyoshi, Roku, Aang, and Korra. I can't introduce Kyoshi like she was here. Like, everybody, you know Kyoshi, right? You recall? She's, everybody knows Kyoshi. Everybody knows Kyoshi. <laughs> uh, I will say that we did, we excluded the nameless firebender avatar that uh, that came after Wan, or wait, was it before Yang Chen? Before Yang, Before Yang Chen. Chen. We excluded the name. He had very little to work off of other than a couple of dream appearances. He's in this picture he, down he, here. He's, a, yeah. he's like right over Kyoshi's he has a big hat. left shoulder, I believe, is the nameless Firebender avatar. So sorry, mm-hmm. dude. Honorable mention. He is the though. first one He is the first one to uh, on screen to show that he can lava bend. That's but it's right. not because he's a firebender. It's because he's an earthbender. It's because he's the avatar. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, that's, uh, and that's like, it's sort of the running joke online is there's this other avatar that nobody ever gives credit to. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't pack much of a story, but he lava bins. So that's pretty cool. Uh, when you are giving the histories, I always say, I'm going to try to do it, but I'm really going to try to do it. I'm mostly just going to try to shut up and let you talk. I'm going to try my best at least. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. First avatar. First off, we have Avatar Wan, the numero uno. He was <laughs> he was born in 9,000 
850 BG, which you don't know what that BG stands for. Sean, do you know what it stands for? I have no idea. Nothing. It stands for before genocide, before the airbender genocide. Interesting. Wouldn't you think they would have done it like before harmonic convergence or something like that? I mean, nothing really happens before harmonic convergence. Well, so. but har- harmonic convergence is such a such a universal event. Whatever. I'm already ruining my shut up thing. All right, you go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I'm done talking. Oh, that's my fault. I asked you a question. I wouldn't think that's <laughs> a big deal. It was a trap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a trap. <laughs> I fell right into it. All right. Uh, his element of origin is fire, and this is on screen. But he started off on the lion turtle who could give uh, people the ability to firebend in order to protect themselves and the spirit wilds from the spirits. Well, he was also poor, and he wanted to uprise against the power that be, so he kind of stole the firebending from the lion turtle and started a revolution that didn't last long. He got kicked out, and they sent him off in the spirit wilds. And while there, he made friends with spirits and everything, and eventually he runs up into two spirits fighting, and he has no idea why they're fighting. Uh, in his defense, and he wants to break it up. In his defense, they are Don't in their to his defense tussle. before we start ranking. <laughs> Cut Sorry. that out. In their, in, okay. This is this <laughs> me being objective. In their tussle, they are um, they are kind of destroying things and, and causing havoc. And uh, it's, it's this white spirit and this black-looking reddish spirit fighting. Juan wants them to break it up, so he fire bends and separates them. Little reason though that was a stupid move because the light spirit Rava has been trying to uh, keep hold of the dark spirit Vatu. So he freed Vatu from Rava stupidly, and then he eventually goes through. He learns all four elements by traveling to different line turtles, and eventually he merged during harmonic convergence. He merged with Rava to become the first avatar, as you see in the nice gift there. He did, he did successfully defeat Fatu during Harmonic Convergence, but he ended his life dying on the battlefield. Um, not sure if uh, he's kind of saying his life was a little bit of a waste. He's kind of down on himself. But that's actually, and then Rava leaves him, and she goes on to the next one. Yeah, that's his history. Uh, definitely worth mentioning that, like, at Harmonic Convergence, when they merge, you know, it's, it is sort of with the intention of we've got to keep Fatu... Uh, keep Vatu at bay as well as we can forever. Like, that's our goal throughout all of time. Yes, those two, whichever one wins out of those two, if Vatu wins, it's darkness for 10,000 years. If Rava wins, it's relatively peace for 10,000 years. But it's definitely darkness <laughs> if Vatu wins. All right, uh, next Avatar. Nice gifts, next by the Avatar, way. We're going to jump. I didn't even know that those were uh, animated, by the way. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Nice. No, they didn't animate when I was putting them, uh, when I was just like looking at them uh, in PowerPoint, but they look cool. I like them. <laughs> um, next, we're going to jump about 9,000 something years into the future. A few. Uh, into, yeah, uh, into Avatar Yang Chen. Don't know when she was born, but she dies 345 BG. Her nationality is the Air Nomads. Um, some of her accomplishments is she made peace with General Old Iron who is a spirit. I, I forget exactly why he was upset about some. I think some people killed his wife, and she made peace with him by establishing a holiday that would, uh, and establishing that they would respect this field 
that he uh, was around. And also, even though she was an airbender, she didn't mind doing whatever was necessary, and she established great peace in her time as the Avatar. Next avatar. That is everybody's favorite avatar. Sorry, I'm trying to be objective. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Who's favorite? Is avatar. Who's? Is avatar Kurok. You've been watching the wrong born, show. Who was born 345 BG. He died in 312 BG, which if you're counting means he was only like 33 when he died. <laughs> His nationality was the Water Tribe, and these are his words. He was a go-with-the-flow avatar who arrogantly challenged people to bidding contests all the time. Uh, and he says he was a go-with-the-flow avatar because things were so peaceful, pretty much from the previous avatar, that people pretty much handled their own conflicts, and he didn't really get that involved. But he let this carefree lifestyle go when he met the love of his life, but, uh, but his lack of diligence made it possible for Cole, the face stealer, to steal his would-be wife's face. And then he would, uh, every year, oh, he stole his wife's face at their wedding. And every year on their anniversary, he would go to the spirit world searching for Cole to get his wife back. But then knowing he couldn't kill Cole because then he would kind of end up killing his, his wife. And I'm guessing that's how he died, just... I don't know, messing around in the spirit world or getting killed. He probably died like at stealing, jumping off a cliff or something. Anyway, that's that's not true. But <laughs> no, no, I like it. It's a headcanon, man. That's good stuff. I will he tripped off a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> he has some some interesting lore in the way that he kind of lives on in the series because you see his uh, his wife's face and co like. I don't know. He has sort of more of a, a an interesting lasting presence throughout the show, despite being such a short lived. Like you said, what is he? Thirty three. So what did he get married? Yeah, more of a twenty five, twenty six. He's married a couple years, yeah. and then she. Who knows? No, no, no. They weren't married a couple years. Was it at the wedding when she fell into yes, the uh... at the wedding? Okay, so he was. Yes, married they got married. <laughs> they got married at the Spirit Oasis in the Northern Water Tribe. Do you still from the get north. to open the presents if you make it uh, mm. to the wedding? And it's not your fault. It mm. ended. You still get to open the presents. One of life's great mysteries, if you ask me. <laughs> Might have rewatched Kill Bill about that or something. <laughs> that also happens. <laughs> of all the shows I thought would never make an appearance on this show, Kill Bill would have been up there a long ways. Uh, next, uh, next avatar. <laughs> next up is Avatar Kyoshi, fan favorite. I think she was born three twelve BG, died eighty two BG. Her nationality is the Earth Kingdom. Um, during some time in her reign as the Avatar, she stopped a peasant uprising in Ba Sing Se, because um, they were the peasants were were mad at the Earth King. And Earth King caught her in to stop them by any means necessary, essentially. But she said she wouldn't. And he said, how dare you? I'm the Earth King. You need to respect your Earth King as an Earth Nation citizen. And she said, how dare you? I'm the Avatar. You need to respect me. So they came to, she did, uh, without violence, came to conclusion. And she protected the Earth Kingdom by creating an elite fighting force to help protect the cultural heritage of the Earth Kingdom. And that elite fighting force came to be called the Dai Li. 
who we will find out later became uh, very corrupt. Probably not. Uh, but also, in her... but it happened. <laughs> yeah. also, in her time, she stopped Chin the Conqueror by killing him while simultaneously creating Kyoshi Island. Uh, Chin Conqueror was conquering all of Earth Kingdom, and when he came across her, her village, she uh, just decided to uh, separate off the peninsula. And in the most, one of the most BA moments in all of Avatar, just straight up created her own island. Who does that? Um, and then she also trained an elite group of women to protect themselves from mostly from terrible jerk men called the <laughs> Kyoshi Warriors. <laughs> What can we say? We know better than anybody. Men are evil. That's, that's the truth. Uh-huh. Alright, next avatar we have is Roku. Probably the third one we have the most information on the most familiarity with. Roku was born in 82 BG. He died 12 BG. His nationality was a fire nation. He His his best friend was uh, Hitler. I'm kidding. His best friend. <laughs> <laughs> What's the... Different incarnation of Hitler. Uh, his best friend was uh, Fire Lord Sozin, who the comet is named after of. And his best friend decided, hey, Fire Nation is doing great, man. Let's expand this. And uh, and even in that first conversation, Rogue didn't necessarily stop him. Come to find out years later, the Fire Lord Ozai has started his expansion into the Earth Kingdom. Uh, then... There, Avatar Roku momentarily saw the Fire Nation's war, but his mercy led to the Fire Nation committing mass genocide on the Air Nomads and also starting the Hundred Year War. He died fighting a volcano, um, and his uh, supposed best BFF uh, let him die. And then uh, that brings us to a familiar face. And we have uh, pretty much everyone's favorite Avatar. <laughs> Uh, look at Aang. that face. How he can you born... not love that face? I know. Look at that. I purposely got that. <laughs> he was born 12 BG. He died 153 BG. He was 166 years old, although biologically he was only 66. <laughs> yeah. His nationality. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention with Kyoshi. She was 230. Oh, really yeah, old. That's cool. Yeah. Well, old lady. I'm sure that'll come up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, he was his nationality was Air Nomads. Uh, when he found out he was the Avatar, he ran away from his responsibility, and he ended up getting caught in a storm and frozen in a ball of ice. He would wake up 100 years later. Uh, after he woke up in that time, he would successfully defend the Northern Water Tribe from General Zhao. He defeated Fire Lord Sozin and finally ended the Hundred Year War by being the first Avatar to learn energy bending. Uh, with Zuko, he founded Republic City. A city with uh, many different type of benders. It's a very diverse city with water benders, with water tribe members, Earth Kingdom members, and Fire Nation members. And uh, in his time as Avatar, he also ended the mobster slash gangster Yakones hold on Republic City by taking his bending away. Basically, uh, he started a city that instantly had organized crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yes. right away. It did not take long. You know, I think it's probably easier to start organized crime in a city that is still kind of unorganized. Not organized. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know anything yeah, about organized a, crime. I won't, yeah. I, won't, I won't get off on a tangent. But, uh, you know, there's a quote in the show Gotham. is like where uh, the mobster Falcone is saying, you know, the thing about organized crime is that we keep things organized. Like, 
there's no chaos here. Like everyone knows what's going to happen. If you follow these orders, you're fine. You know, we're not killing kids and stuff here. You know, it's just just us. But, from what is it? Uh, from chaos comes order or something like that. Yeah. Um, interesting. And one more avatar. All right. Our last avatar is Avatar Korra. She was born 153 AG. Her nationality is the Water Tribe. She defeated the Equalist Movement and the leader, Amon. She defeated Unavatu, which is a uh, cross between Unalak and Vatu, which you've heard of. He is the Spirit of Darkness and Spirit of Chaos and Darkness. She defeated him during Harmonic Convergence. She opened up the Spirit Portals, which inadvertently led to new airbenders. She protected those said airbenders and beat Zahir. She also defeated Kuvira and opened up a third spirit portal. All right. Um, I think All right, before... Is, yeah, that is yeah, the list so of the before... avatars. We cannot click any further until you are no, we can't. ready. Yeah, I'll tell you when I'm ready. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to do like these random introductions to these. Because uh, this number, number seven, I'm going to describe as, this, this is the avatar that really, I think, started the whole entire story. And that can sort of be said for two different avatars. So uh, let's see what number seven is. The undisputed scientific worst <laughs> avatar yes, by worst job. avatar. By, by role is Roku. <laughs> it's avatar Roku. <laughs> Sorry, yes. buddy. Um yeah, I had Avatar Roku as as my my number seven because because he like he tried but he really did nothing like and even he would say like dang this hundred year war is my fault I remember when he first said that I was like dang why is this your fault and I started thinking about it, like yeah it is all your fault all your fault you could have easily you could have easily stopped. The Fire Nation, like you did, and you just decided to have mercy on them. Um, because, you know, I don't know, maybe you're a little biased because you're a Fire Nation too. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, it, everything is it's his fault. And he didn't really do anything good either. And this, and by the way, this is, we're just going off of everything we know. Um, Avatar Roku pretty much did nothing good, and then he pretty much did nothing, which led to a lot of bad happening like it led to a hundred years of of war of people dying a whole freaking civilization completely wiped off the map um so would you i wish i'd have thought of this beforehand would you like me to tell you then who my number seven was or to tell you yeah. where oh I ranked, no. tell me or where, tell me where I you have roku. roku instead i think that's more interesting it holds some more suspense i think yeah uh, so i put yes. roku so, at I put him at number five, and that is because while Ooh. his while his sins uh, were egregious, and yes, I am judging. You're darn right, I'm judging. That's why I'm here. His sins were egregious, and I agree with everything you said. I think the only the only issue I take with that is that he he was dead when the genocide happened, and it was it was consequences of his own actions, and I, that's important. But he was dead when the genocide happened, and I don't believe that the consequences of his actions or lack thereof are as dire as some other <laughs> avatars. And then also, mm -hmm. uh, based on what information we do have, 
he does prove to be a very useful guide to Aang specifically. Um, that's and I don't that's, know. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know how much weight you can put into that because everyone probably got help from the prior. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're connected to your to your past no. lives, but he is he is clearly you can get help from anybody. He clearly learned from his mistakes and he's trying to make up for it. So I don't know how much weight you can put on that. Not a ton. I mean, I only ranked him five, uh, but I do have two lower than him. So um, yeah, that's my spot. <laughs> yeah. we're, we were pretty close there. Uh, let me know when you're ready. Yeah. Uh, so to go, and we also uh, send out a slight little poll oh, question yeah, out call. to uh, to the fan clubs, and they had Avatar. So I I grabbed all the data from them and got what their average ranking was. They had Avatar Roku ranked at number six, so right in between uh, me and you. Perfect, perfect. They are uh, slightly more forgiving than you, but not uh, not as weak as I am. Uh, any uh, any particular one, comments that stood out? Uh, let's see here. One is from. Buro. He said, uh, Onroku said, although we saw a lot about him, we didn't see anything about restoring balance. He was majorly about stopping Sozin. I think maybe he was mostly about stopping Sozin, and he failed at that. So that's how that ends. That's a good point. I will, like I said, I will uh, say there again, the, the crimes are terrible, uh, but just let's, let's, as we go forward, I'll, I'll reference it several times, and that's sort of the, the grander scheme of stakes that were prevented or not prevented or what have you. That's going to be an important theme for me. All right. So our number six avatar is, I think it's everyone's favorite avatar. You know, I'm sorry he got ranked pretty low, (laughs) Um, but it is none other than avatar Kurik. Everyone's um, favorite, so, whatever. Yeah, everyone's favorite avatar. I don't even. Uh, no, no, you go first. You go first. I'm just gonna. Oh, yeah, I had Avatar Korok ranked at at uh, at number six because he legit did nothing. Like, like he just didn't show up. His resume. Like his only empty. saving grace. Yeah, his only saving grace is that he did so absolutely nothing that there was peace during his time and the only person that really uh, suffered in his time was him because his his would-be wife was taken but just the just the lack of the lack of caring and him always wanting to challenge people how arrogant he is um i I had to put him he had really no lasting impact except for being a cautionary tale i had to put him at number six I put him at number six. I was very close to putting him at number seven. First of all, for such a short run, like, <laughs> like none of the, yeah, you don't just get to do like a quarter of the work that anybody else does and then pretend it's all good, <laughs> much less when you weren't doing anything at that time. And I have two big issues with Kurok on top of what you said, or Kurok, I always pronounce his name wrong, is first, he no described himself as a go-with-the-flow avatar, which sounds like something that someone neglecting their responsibilities would say when they actually just don't want to do what they're supposed to. And two, his time may have been, like, all happy and flowery or whatever per him, but, like, Kyoshi had serious problems when it came to her later, and that didn't they didn't just spawn up because Kyoshi was bad. Like, these are things that were brooding and growing or whatever. So I had a hard time not putting him at number seven. I didn't. I put him at number six. And he's a jerk. And even in that short, 
he is easily the least useful avatar. He gives Aang nothing. He's just like, all right, go find Kyoshi. And that's <laughs> that's like his contribution. His... He talks about no, his, his wife uh... and then that's it. His lasting words are like the most indecisive of them all, which is funny because he says, like, no, he's not the one that says be decisive. He says, your, you must actively shape your, uh, the world. Yeah. He, pretty much he says, paraphrasing, he pretty much says, you must, your actions must actively shape the world. Like, you didn't tell him to do anything. You were you just zero said, help even in the afterlife. <laughs> even in the afterlife, you're a failure. Avatar Kirk. Uh, I should have put him at number seven, was I think. Whatever, that's dumb. <laughs> Anyways, um, fan comments? Uh, so the fans, rightfully so, ranked Avatar Kirk at number seven. Good. He, uh, <laughs> good. The, uh, one of the only comments, I think, I mean, not that any people comment on them, is, uh, let's see here. Uh, pretty much, I'm gonna grab from uh, Boro again. I'm sorry if I'm Thanks. mispronouncing that. If Thanks, he's even hearing, we appreciate you. Uh, and he pretty much says what we we said. Admitted in the series that he was a carefree avatar, but not much troubles to solve. Yeah, he couldn't. He didn't have the foresight to see what troubles his neglect would cause. That's what really happened. Um, all yeah. right, final thoughts on Kurok. Um. Uh, he doesn't deserve any final thoughts. He doesn't. He probably didn't deserve the wife that he proposed to the day that he met her. That is not how life works, kids. That's not how love works. Don't listen to anything Korok tells you. It's bad influence. All right, I'm done with my old man rant. <laughs> All right, our mess avatar is. Um... Oh. Dang it, I kind of forget who it was. But I think I'm pretty sure who this is. This is the first Avatar. Yeah, it's a dead giveaway. And that, <laughs> yeah, dead, dead giveaway. This is the first one. Um, so, yeah, coming at number five is Avatar 1. Uh, the, yes, yeah, so you start off with this because you, you had him... You had him number seven, correct? I, I had him number seven. Now, he is a likable guy, and I feel for his situation... And, you know, on one hand, it's like, all right, well, without him, we wouldn't have had avatars or TV shows or whatever. <laughs> his his actions... Or TV shows. Right, we wouldn't have had no TV show if there was no avatar, so whatever. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Juan. First of all, I would have to say that this whole time, I assumed his name was spelled Juan, like J-U-A-N, like representing like, <laughs> Western, like Western Europe, <laughs> not Eastern Asia. And so this whole time I was given Avatar like uh, like thousands of miles more credit for their diversity uh, when he's uh, he's he's probably Eastern Asian. Let's be honest. Um, anyway, uh, one is a likable guy. I feel for a situation, but again, the the consequences of of his existence are literally he releases chaos and destruction into the world, and he does. It's and I guess my biggest issue is that he doesn't fix his actions he can't he kind of puts a band-aid on it like he tries there's a lot of effort i don't know how much credit you want to give for effort uh, but his actions have the most dire consequences and all he can do is sort of put a band-aid <laughs> over top of it um and it was just because of i mean selfish decisions now that doesn't mean that they're not warranted based on situation uh, but selfish in the way that he was thinking literally about himself um, all right, so 
I'm, I think I rightfully put, because all the great that Avatar Wan did, right, with, I mean, he created like a fail, although he inadvertently created a fail safe that there will always be someone to keep balance in the world. Granted, he did completely unleash that chaos. There wouldn't have been a um, need if it hadn't been. What, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but he, he was wrong to do it. Like, he had no information. But at that time, the spirits were fighting. Like, they were causing mass panic and hysteria, and they were about to, like, destroy things. And, and he, I mean, he did get tricked, but that's, that's what the devil does, you know? He, he is the Eve of, of the story. Like, he gets kind of tricked. Like, he, like, Vatu says, she's been tormenting me for 10,000 years. And then he gets, like, what? And he firebends and separates them. But he, he does feel bad right afterwards. And, and Juan, before fusing with Robert, he isn't, and I, so I had him at number four. And I think that was appropriate because that's right down the middle. Like he did a, a lot of great, um, even though he didn't really establish peace in his time because he died on the battlefield. I tell him Rob, like, Rob, which is one of my favorite moments in all of Avatar series when he dies. He's like, Rob, uh, we didn't do it. There's too much war for one lifetime. I think that's what he says. And then, uh, and then Rob dies and she says, we will be together for all your lifetimes. That's absolutely one of the best moments that I think that the series, both series has. Um, so he did inadvertently, really more so through Rava, build a fail safe to always keep balance in the world. Um, so I have him at number four, I think appropriately. Um, also, before he even fused to Rava, like he was willing to do things that not ordinary humans can do. Like he got bending from the Fireline turtle, turtle. Then he went to the Air One and said, "Hey, I, I need to be Fatu. Can I get you know more bending?" And he says, "No human has ever held more than two bending elements at once." And he says, "I can do it." Like, who has the nerve to try and hold more than two spirits at once when no one has ever attempted or tried this? Apparently, because you, I'm guessing you would die from it. But he was strong enough to do it before even fusing with Rava. I have, uh, I have. So, and I, and I, oh, go ahead. So I, I had a I had a real tough time placing him there at number four. Almost placed him at at number. Uh, almost placed him at at number five, but I went with four just because I thought it was just kind of a perfect spot to put him for all the good that he'd done. Um, even though there was still, you know, there was still war going on. He didn't establish peace in his lifetime, but he did at least. Beat Vatu, and he risked his own life to do that. Like he's legit about to die, and he doesn't know for sure that he can handle Rob the Light Spirit. I have uh, I have two comments. One kind of uh, defending my ranking, the other kind of critiquing my <laughs> ranking. Is uh, so uh, the one defending my ranking is that I'm operating under the assumption that that Vatu is essentially sort of the the, the source of all evil, like if we, we make biblical comparisons, like that she's like the original, or he's like the uh. original sin. Um, so I'm kind of mm -hmm. operating under the assumption that provided that Vatu stays occupied, evil remains out out of the world. So there's no need for Avatar, and it is a constant peace, and then, you know, victory well done. 
And I'm operating under the assumption that there's not really other sources of evil. Now, we don't have any way to confirm that or whatever. I'm just, it's how my mind perceives it when I watch the show. I would say the con to my rating is that during his time as the Avatar, so when you, you mentioned that he takes on these other forms of bending in a way, first of all, that nobody else has ever done, merges with, uh, with Rava in a way that nobody else has done. Like his time as the Avatar specifically was, you know, incredibly exciting and incredibly impactful um, in a way that I probably should have given him more credit for. Uh, but I can't get over the consequences of his actions uh, being more severe than any other human in history. So I stand by it. But ultimately, I think five's a nice place. If, uh, you know, it depends on... I'm interested to hear what the fans say. Uh, yeah, so they had... This is a real close ranking. Um, they had their agree with me. <laughs> Oh yeah, whatever. That, uh, that one was ranked number four. To, nobody has the guts to it stand is. up to one. I'll do or it. actually, he ties. He ties for number three, actually, um, which I won't ruin who the who he tied with. But he tied with number three, so he's like ranked three or four. Hmm. And uh, no one really commented on on Juan necessarily. One person wrote Juan. He stopped the ten thousand years of darkness rule, brought peace between spirits and humans. Yeah, yeah, he, he did that. Uh, he started the new world as all avatars before Korra knows it. Hmm. Silly fans. Whatever. I give. <laughs> it's fine. I will. I will concede that he has a very cool story, and he is a very well-intentioned and, I, and cool avatar. And even before he split up Rava from Batu, like there was, the world wasn't balanced. I guess, because there was some clear, uh, very classism going on, because Juan was poor, and, and that's the whole reason why he went to go get firebending, so still firebending, so he can so he can uh, get back, or actually not really get back, it's not like a revenge thing, but he wants to make things more fair and, and take like food that these like rich people uh, were, were hoarding. So there was still disbalance, unbalance, in the world before, even before uh, Vatsu was free. Uh, so we give him, I think it's fair to say if you're ranking that high, you're giving him some credit for sort of intentions or attempts to rectify his mistakes, but we don't give Roku the same kind of stuff when he was, you know, attempting to be merciful, break <laughs> stereotypes as a firebender uh, by you know, <laughs> not being just a merciless killer. And so, but we didn't seem to give that same that same sort of appreciation for trying to rectify mistakes even in the next life to Roku? Is it just because it's... I don't know. I think it's just because uh, it's not as interesting a story, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, I mean, Roku's inaction, I think, led led to uh, his indecisiveness, as he says, led to specifically the 100-year war, so... Uh. <sighs> Whatever. I guess Fatu just goes <laughs> free... Vatu just goes free in the world of the fa- in the world of the fans. Also, also Vatu Vatu might have gone free anyway. Like he might have won Harmonic Convergence Showdown if it wasn't for Juan. Maybe. But now I'm dealing Juan had done some in hypotheticals. Research. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, it's fine. Thank you, fans, for contributing. I guess. Um, all right, yeah, that's fine. He's a cool avatar, I'll give him that. All right, and at our number four is 
I'm going to definitively say that this avatar is the most BA of all the avatars there that we've seen. And it's none other than Avatar Kiyoshi. Now, Kiyoshi, like, so I had a really hard time between putting Kiyoshi here or putting, so I had Kiyoshi ranked at, at number, number five, um, had a rank below one. And I kept going back and forth between those two because Kiyoshi also did a lot of good, but some of her actions led to, uh, led to bad. So well, sure, the good that she did was... actions leading to bad stuff comes into play. Can <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hold that against you forever? Well, the, she did, one did stop Vatu. Like her things had, had uh, kind of, you know, played a part even, you know, 300 years later. Uh, she gets, she does get points for living for some reason, 230 years old. Awesome. I don't, <laughs> I feel like she's the, I feel like that's some type of error that happened. And, and they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to fix that. She's a BA. She lived to 230. She really- so she, she, good thing she done is that she did create the Kyoshi Warriors. Although they don't really have that huge of an impact, I think, on the world itself. Uh, but they did help keep Kyoshi Island safe from jerk guys. Um, but she also created the Dai Li, which was the most elite, corrupt fighting force in all of the Earth Nation. Um, and she did stop Chin the Conqueror. The thing, though, about her stopping Chin the Conqueror is that she waited until Chin got to her. So I don't know what she waited for, but uh, I don't know, maybe destiny or whatever. Maybe she knew it would come down there. But in no, you know, regardless, she did wait for Chin to conquer. Probably at least, if I look at that, uh, back to the episode on how all like Chin's conquering overshadowed the Earth Kingdom, at least half of the Earth Kingdom before getting to Kiyoshi Peninsula that eventually became an island. So, I so, have, that, so that's why I had her ranked at number four. I put her. Oh, wait, at, no, I had her ranked number five. Sorry. Oh, and you had uh, one at four. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I had her ranked at number three, and I'm a huge fan of Kiyoshi. Uh, I don't think. So, first of all, like I just said, we can't. Uh, I feel like we're holding people's consequences at different weights. Um, I don't <laughs> think the Dai Li. I don't think we have any reason to suspect that the Dai Li was bad. In, in her lifetime, maybe not even the next lifetime or anything. I think if they were bad in the 200 years of uh, her lifetime or whatever. Very valid, very valid point. She probably would have put a stop to it. But you still have to weigh, um, and it says it in that short, our actions have consequences that may be much later or whatever. That's still important. That, yeah, they turn corrupt or what have you. And then the, her strategy with, with, um, with uh, what was his name, Chin the Conqueror, was yes. was a little was a little strange, but then I think it's important to remember that these people still just kind of have fairly human intellect. Like it could have been a strategy of war or whatever. So they're get, not forgiving it, uh, but I'm certainly not going to count it too heavily against her again because I don't believe that the uh, that the consequences of her inaction or her delays or like the creation of the Dai Li, um, I don't know that the bad consequences are as bad as the other ones that I've ranked previously. Whereas the good that she did. Uh, we're talking yeah. multiple hundreds of years, um, extremely powerful. Uh, you know, I, I remain, I maintain there could have been the Dai Li could have done some good at one point. We don't really know. You can't give her too much credit, uh, but very powerful, very useful mentor to Aang. Uh, very, 
very, I believe it states in some of the lore that she is willing to do pretty much whatever it takes, <laughs> uh, much like another avatar. Yes, like yeah, she stated that. She is not afraid to kill somebody to keep some peace. And so I guess that hits me as no. she has a good understanding of the balance of uh, mm-hmm. tethered to uh, tethered to people and to humanity and to love and mercy, but also to her role. She has a job to do. And she's the first one, at least on this list, that we've really seen that from that. I'm willing to do what it takes. I guess other than Wanda, you could say Wanda did that. That's fair. Um, so I, I really yeah. like Kyoshi. No, that's a yeah. Kyoshi is, I mean, is one of my one of my favorites. She's yeah. probably my uh, well, she's my fourth favorite. Easy to well, not, not favorite. Yeah, right. She she could be more favorite than that for you, but in terms of uh, the best or whatever. So yeah. you know, three four. That's a good yeah. place for her. She's a deserving. I mean, she she. I think she could approach things. She could approach things. Um, you know, in a in a very. Um, in a very peaceful way, like she did with with the peasant uprising, but she also can approach things with a "No, I'm just gonna kill you." Like my, one of my favorite scenes. There's a lot of favorite scenes in Avatar is when Aang is being judged, and and they put they put Aang in Kyoshi's old clothes and boots and everything, and it's just so too big for him. Yeah. Also, cool. Avatar Kyoshi is one of the tallest avatars there is. I believe I think she's this is the biggest. known as yeah, the tallest avatar. I think it avatar. says on the wiki that yeah. she's straight up the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's at least sit sits. Like <laughs> she looks freaking. She's tall. Um, she's Debbie NBA like, tall once, for sure. Yeah, but once uh once they uh, condemn Aang to being guilty, like all the wind comes in gusts and her eyes just like light up. And the first thing that she ever says is I killed Chin the conqueror. And I was like, Whoa, you just an avatar and you just completely admitted to killing this person. She like don't care you either. win for the most BA avatar. <laughs> Love that moment. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I like three or four for her roughly, whichever, just because uh, obviously yeah. she's in the upper echelon and she's very good. But there is also some yeah. obvious faults. So I think that's a good spot. That's yeah, fine. I mean, it's it's a, it's a good conversation because now I'm thinking like, oh, maybe I should have ranked her a little little higher, only a little bit. I would like um, to know. I have no the, comments. I would like to know what the Daily did during her lifetime because there was a point in time where that could have been a positive. Maybe it could have worked out at least temporarily. Yeah. I mean, we've I mean, talked yeah. we've it, talked it, about it, corruption before. That's something that happens gradually over time. You know, it's uh, like the like the fire sages in the fire temple, like. That's not an overnight mm-hmm. thing. Like that's a gradual. Like, hey, he's not coming back, so you worship me now uh, as the Fire Lord. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the fan club did have um, Kyoshi tied with Avatar Wan, so that's appropriate. Like it was a legit tie of the average ranking was three point two for each. Oh, nice. So consistency, I like that. Yeah. Coming at number three is probably very controversial. But uh, I hear controversy sales. So number three is everyone's favorite avatar is Avatar Aang. And for me, <laughs> yeah, look at those eyes. How, how do we not? How do you say put them higher? Avatar that look like that. <laughs> um, so Aang, Aang is great, you know. And, and right now we're we're in the top three. Mm-hmm. So Aang, I think is is a great avatar. But the reason. There's a couple of reasons why I couldn't put him higher than some of the other ones. One, he really only did like three things. He, uh, he I mean, he really only had three things. He beat the Fire Nation, and that encompasses uh, defending 
the uh, Northern Wire Tribe and also kind of led into creating Founding Republic City. So kind of maybe put that in one or you can put Founding Republic City as a separate thing, but whatever. And but I feel like that wasn't as hard to do as <laughs> like that's just founding something. That's not as hard to do as defeating the Fire Lord. So that was the biggest thing he has on his uh, his checklist is he beat the Fire Lord into the Hundred Year War. Also, he stopped this one mobster, Yukon. <laughs> like he stopped one guy who like, he's just a mobster, but he stopped his hold on Republic City. Uh, also, my critique against Aang is that he he did run away from responsibility. I get he was twelve, but really he ran away from home just because. They said he couldn't be a kid again. I don't think it was even the responsibility of being the Avatar. It was that, hey, we're going to move you from Monk Yatso. Like, I think that was the biggest reason why he left, because if that wasn't the case, he would have left when they told him, not left once he immediately found out that they were going to move him from Monk Yatso. I definitely so agree with that. So that's, that's why I had to put Aang. I put Aang at number three on my list. Um, and that's why I, uh, yeah, that's why I ranked him relatively lower than other avatars. I put him at number four, and I think the biggest. Ooh. So we just, you know, kind of had a flip flop with Kyoshi, uh, me versus uh, yeah. the general overall consensus, and just the overall reason being that I think that he, gosh, what's the easiest way to put it? I just think Kyoshi did more. And for a longer, over a longer period of time and sustained more in a better way than Aang did. I really don't give much credit for, uh, I, I don't necessarily know or believe that Republic City is a good thing. I think that's one of those things that two or three avatars from now, they might be like, that was stupid. Why did we try to do that? Um, because <laughs> Republic City is not a perfect place. So, But the same way that I don't give much credit to like founding Kyoshi Island. Like it's cool, but it's not like a, a peacekeeping accomplishment yeah. necessarily or whatever. So really, I think it comes down to he defeated Fire Lord Sozin and entered a hundred year war, but that he had a pretty big role in allowing to get that far in the first place. Um, at least, <laughs> at least a good size role. And again, it may not be for the reasons that uh, the reasons that some people want to believe. I'm with you. I think it's more about being taken away from Gyatso than anything else. Um, but at the same time, like he yeah, still had, he still had a big hand in it. Whereas. Uh, so kind of his fault, whereas, like I said, Kyoshi just seems like she did more over a longer period of time with fewer maybe sort of uh, extremely powerful negative consequences or what have you. But it, there again, where it's close, we're, we're picking nits here between good, <laughs> successful, well-liked avatars. Yeah, um, I'll give him a little more credit on creating Republic City because that completely flies in the face of, uh, of how they previously handled things. Like It was always like... Some separate but equal doctrine, which is weird to me. Even when I heard it, I was like, oh, no, the four nations live in peace, but they live separately in peace. There's <laughs> like, some negative uh, history no. to go along with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so it. even, I mean, he, he actually had some conflict with Roku in the comic book about, like, Roku's like, no, the four nations, like, they live separate. Like, you know, that's how they, they keep peace. And Aang was like, well... I think that worked for your time, but maybe that doesn't work for my time. Maybe my time needs this type of coming together city to get us through 100 years that you freaking started, Roku, this 100-year <laughs> war. <laughs> it's your own darn fault. Don't tell me how to run stuff. 
Um, he didn't. He didn't say it like that. But a little more respect. Essentially, he did because in that time he had like this emblem that represented the fire, his fire bending uh, linkage. It was an emblem emblem of Fire Nation, and that represented his his connection to Roku. And he burnt it, and then at that point, he because he lost connection to Roku, it's like a chain link. He lost connection to all the other previous avatars until he rebuilt that connection again. So people complain about another avatar breaking their linkage to past avatars, but Aang purposely did it. I like where you're going with that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The important thing to remember here, like I said, is we're, we're, we're picking nits between good avatars. Everybody's high. Both of them both have notable, uh, tangible, positive uh, things to their yeah, the The other thing that, that I have against Aang, even though I somewhat love it, it because when it comes to... You know, defeating Fire Lord Souls. And like, everyone's telling him, you gotta kill him, you gotta kill him. Even all his past lives, you gotta kill him. But sometimes I like it when the main character is morally right, even though everyone's telling him something different. And it's proven that he was still right. Even It's proven in that show that he was right for what he did. Um, now, my drawback to that is that Aang couldn't... He couldn't sacrifice his his belief, even though he's an avatar, in order to keep balance in the world. Like Avatar Yang Chen told him that, you know, selfless duty requires you to sacrifice your own spiritual needs. You know, the world comes first. Like, you can't be like that. But he's a little, I think he's a little selfish in that aspect. Like, his, his you know, airbending tactics of handling situations, handling problems is, oh, I'm just going to hinder them. I'm going to take their bending away. He took Fire Lord Sozin's bending away. Fire Lord Sozin went to jail, but he was still operating this this uh, this club called like the New Sozin Club that was trying to get Zuko overthrown. He, sure, he he uh, took Yakone's bending away, but Yakone freed himself, got plastic surgery, and moved to, uh, to the Southern Water Tribe. Um, and and he and Yakon ended up raising two kids who would go on to to uh, to be a to be a uh, a pester for the Nets Avatar. Like his actions or his inactions of things still his self selfishness in a way doesn't necessarily isn't the best way to acquire peace. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know what the right word with it is. Uh, you call it selfishness. I've been thinking of it sort of like, sort of his Stop. earthly tether, like he's thinking more about earth morals than uh, than the greater good based on his based on his job or yeah. what have you. Um, and so, yeah, I take and, I, mean, and I, put, I, could... I put a little bit of negative weight on that as well. Uh, but brownie points for uh, brownie points for taking away people's bending. Like, what a great solution! He did, <laughs> yeah, he did, solution. he did find out energy bending. Um, but yeah, and and I may and there is like a certain thing to be said about the Avatar spirit and how Aang has to be spiritually in line with himself in order to be a good Avatar. So maybe he couldn't do all those things, but that's a what if to me. You got you gotta try to kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you gotta try to so to know you don't like it. I'm kidding. <laughs> even even Batman wouldn't kill nobody, but he wouldn't wouldn't always save people. You know, it it happens. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I mean, he's killed people before, but not not often. Not Aang should approach killing the way Batman does. That's right. I mean, Batman has like killed people 
before, but it's more like, it, like you said, it's more like burners uh, of his vehicle. Okay, I don't. Yeah, well, I, I hate that. I mean, I don't hate that version, <laughs> but I hate that that happened. <laughs> um, but sometimes he knows, like, all right, Raza Ghoul. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Ang would have saved him. Ang would have saved him because you're still basically killing him. Let's be honest. But uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know that that's always the right thing to do. Uh, props to him for sticking to his moral code. Um, but we're we're yeah. rating based yeah. on a job here. We're rating based on a job, and he still yeah, found exactly. ways to mostly get the job done. So good for him. Yeah, good spot for him. Number three. Uh, the the fans had Ang ranked surprisingly. At number two, I'm, I'm surprised little, by that. Honestly, a little surprising, yeah. But uh, I like what we did. All right, and this one, I like what we did better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one comment from uh, Armando, which I think this is not even in the. No, this is in the same clip. Okay, Armando says, and this is a, a long thing. Technically speaking, <laughs> as oh, if it's we're about to get an essay here. Thinly speaking, Aang is the best avatar. Listen to my reasoning before you jump to conclusions. When Aang was in conflict with taking <laughs> classic, the Fire Lord. Classic Facebook post. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with that. Armando, if you, by whatever no. chance, see this, thank you very much for contributing. Yes, thank you for your comment. Uh, enjoy the uh, audience interaction. Uh, when Aang was in conflict with taking the Fire Lord's life, he asked all the previous avatars for their opinion, and all of them told him to kill him. Aang did not want to do what went against... He, and he went against this and eventually met the Lion Turtle, which no Avatar has ever been in contact with this besides Avatar 1. He was then given knowledge by the Lion Turtle of energy bending, learning how to take away bending. This bending could have ended many wars before they started. Like, for instance, the incident with Sozin, Amon, Unalog, Zahir, and Kavir. You all like to bring up Korra's villains as if they are big and bad, but Aang really would have stopped their terror before they started by just taking their bending. The fact that the Lion Turtle felt the need to give Aang this knowledge shows that he was indeed one worthy of their knowledge, unlike avatars before or after him. Very and uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. And he finds full power. Oh well, someone just commented on that. I was about to read something else, but uh, pretty much someone rebuted that by saying, "I disagree that the use of energy bending would have stopped Beatrix." said, I disagree that the use of energy bending would have stopped a lot of the serious conflicts. It wasn't because of Sozin's own bending that caused the war, but rather the political power he had to wield in his position. I don't know that he himself ever even fought in the war. Likewise, people didn't even know Amon was a bender until the end. Unalak was a threat because of his extreme beliefs and political power, as was Kuvira. Arguably, the Red Lotus are the only ones that maybe could have been stopped. But anyway, so she goes on to repute that. Both both are very eloquently worded. Yeah. I would say that uh, the issue here is that these all avatars are still tethered by regular human by their regular physical forms. Like even if you did know that Amon was a bender right away, or even if you could have stopped Sozin ahead of time, like you, he still has to have this tremendous battle with Sozin. <clears throat> you still have to get to the yes. bad guy wherever yeah. that bad. Like <laughs> just because you can do it doesn't mean it like can happen immediately. So it's. Um, I do appreciate the note about, also, the, the, about a meeting the lion turtle, though. That is very cool, and I forgot about that. And sort of shows yeah. also, a, a, I think, a set of worthiness, I guess. Yeah. Also, I think, because uh, lion turtle does say a lot that, you know, his... say I think he, his last thing he says, I think he says a lot about Aang. Um, but also, I don't think... I think energy bending 
by the Avatar State is a last ditch effort. I, I find it to be dangerous and and there's a lot of risk involved. I mean, just by this gift, like Aang almost gets eaten by all the darkness. Like, I don't think you do that unless you absolutely have to. Not to mention what happens if you get into a world where somebody's like, all right, can you get oh. rid of this guy's bending powers? Because he's kind of being a nuisance of a crime lord in our city. Like, all right, where do you draw the line there? It gets kind of messy. So Yeah, and also the line throw says, like, your own energy must be uncorruptible. What if you meet someone else who's uncorruptible? Like, are you just going to not be able to stop him? Or are you maybe going to fuse together or something because you're both uncorruptible? Do both your bending gets taken away? You know, the avatar's bending gets taken away. Can it come back? I don't know. I mean, it can come back. We actually learned that, but yeah, it's in a, a way, big, it is a big can of worms to open. But uh, yeah, but an important. Uh-huh. One. Thanks yeah. for the comments. Yeah. Those are both very eloquently worded. Yeah. All right. So on to number two. Right, so this is where everything which comes is... like after you know this one, you know everything. <laughs> so this is big. Number two, best avatar, and therefore number. One best avatar. Dang. Anyway, number two best avatar <laughs> is Avatar Korra, which makes you, which you can process elimination. The number one, which we'll get to, is Avatar Yang Chen. But Avatar Korra, um, I think she is very under underestimated and underappreciated. To be honest with you, <laughs> she she had to deal with four threats. Four huge threats that are, I think, all just as big threats as the Fire Lord. And so she had to defeat Amon. Amon, I think, is one of the strongest benders there is. I mean, he legit cannot be beat by anyone other than the Avatar or maybe someone else who knows bloodbending like he does. Like, maybe if Katara was in her prime and it was a full moon and... Maybe then Katara could beat her, but no other bender really besides Avatar could beat Amon. But she did anyway. Um, she successfully defeated Unavatu, and without the help of Rava, like she reaches into her own spiritual self, and her and she technically energy bends a different way to to, to you know to bend her own spiritual projection to beat the whole freaking darkness spirit of chaos by herself. No avatar spirit. Um, and then she opened up the spirit portals, kind of wrongfully so, but that ended up leading to the to the reemergence of the air nomads, to the new airbenders, which that has been a dream of the previous avatars for so long. Um, then she helped protect them. She was willing to give herself up to Zahir to protect them. She was willing to sacrifice herself for that. Um, and then also she defeated Kuvira's expansion of the Earth Kingdom by mercif- mercif- mercifully saving her. So without doubt, um, to me, I, I'm completely good with Korra being number two. I, I'm, I'm almost ashamed of myself. I had Korra at number one. I never <laughs> thought I would say that. Um, not as a likable person. <laughs> Not as a likable yeah, person, not as a political figure, not as a leadership <laughs> figure of any type or whatever. But as an avatar, she overcame greater challenges. I think by far, I think notably greater challenges she overcame 
So maybe uh, there again, her actions might have had some negative consequences or whatever. And we've talked about that before, but just the number of tremendous entire universe threatening things like not not a hundred year wars where okay yeah i know there would have been genocide <laughs> and it would have been terrible or whatever but we're talking that's that's human stuff that's people fighting people or whatever the this she she prevented just universe disrupting destroying type things it seems like multiple times and then on top of that in terms of sort of worldly conflict uh on at least two different occasions where she prevented a worldly conflict at least close to the level of like a hundred year war just as a relativity example so overcame so much yeah. uh, that even my disdain for her i i am surprised that <laughs> she is i'm surprised that she's not number one because i'm surprised that you did not also put her at number one just based on wow I'm, she I'm, did. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm i'm surprised yeah. you have her at number one because yeah, I, I, did, I didn't know you're listening which i'm glad i did it this way because i just took your blank uh, ranking, I didn't even look at them. I just averaged it out. Um, yeah, Cora, Cora, she dealt with a lot. I mean, she dealt with one thing. She dealt with the expectations that Aang had. Also, she dealt with the new time. Like avatars nowadays, and it's weird because before, before Cora, you know, during Aang's time before, avatars were like worshipped. Like everyone respected the avatar. Like the avatar was needed. Everyone came to the avatar with their problems. And then Korra gets there. She gets to a world that thinks they don't need the Avatar anymore. Like that's her thing. She she wants to be the Avatar. Um, and then then she you know she sacrifices everything really for the Air Nomads. Like she gets poisoned. She legit gets paralyzed for like three years. You know, just out of commission, and she has to deal with uh, PTSD. And, and but still trying to be Kuvira. And also she had to reach into herself, like by herself, no Rava, no Avatar spirit, no bending, just her inner energy beat the spirit the spirit of darkness and chaos. Again, this is not a not a testament on uh, which which show I prefer or which avatar I prefer <laughs> or what have you or anything. Um but yeah, you so just to clarify, you did have her ranked number two, is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I had her ranked at number two. Yeah. Some of her drawbacks is is that she did open up the spirit world. That's I mean, amazing. the the two spirit portals. Like, because if she didn't do that, then Fachi would have stayed in the Tree of Time. Um, but to me, I give her a pass on that because, and maybe I shouldn't give her a pass on that because um, Una Unalak was going to kill Janora. Like, if if she didn't open that, maybe you could think, oh, well, you know, just like Aang, Aang, maybe you should have killed people. Cor, maybe you should have let Janora die. Like, there wouldn't have been that chance of, of Vatu getting free if you just let Janora die. Uh, but then I go back to the whole Aang thing where I says, like, maybe there's this, the whole thing of you got to be spiritually balanced yourself. And how would Cor even deal with knowing that she let Janora die? Like, would she be balanced? I don't think so. Also, I, I probably give too much of a pass for that, but I would say that at the time, it felt like uh, because it is Janora and Janora is so special and unique mm -hmm. uh, without offering too many spoilers, which I think we've already spoiled enough, but I think it's slightly different just based on Janora's unique skill set, let's call it. 
um, that it's not like an ordinary civilian. There was some sentiment there. I'm not trying to say if it would have been somebody else, but uh, my point is that I think that's a little bit of a special circumstance because of who Janora is. Yeah. I think that's why I gave that a little uh, bit of a pass and <laughs> didn't put yeah. too much stock into it. Other than that, I I think that she didn't really do anything wrong. Like when it came to Amon, one thing Amon is a threat that's not her fault at all. That's actually things from Aang's past that he didn't hundred percent resolve. Um, and then when it came to uh, Unalak, she did play into his hands a little bit, like we talked about. Um, but she was willing to once she figured out what was the case, she was going to go back, close the spirit portals, and keep Unavat keep Vatu from from uh, ever coming. Here's a bad uh, a lot question, of people is what Avatar wouldn't have done what she did. Quirk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He'd have been surfing somewhere. <laughs> yeah. What a joke. Um, a lot of people do blame her for the Avatar cycle being broken. But it's not like she actively decided to break that. Like Unavatu ripped it from her when he ripped Ravo straight out of her. Like she had no choice in that matter. Um, and so and also, she had nothing to do with um, Zahir. I mean, you could say Zahir got bending because she left the spirit portals open, which gave everyone air bending. Um, so, if you want to give her credit for for uh, for creating a new way for airbenders to reemerge, got to give her the discredit for having um, Zahir get bending. Um, but yeah, whatever. That's one person. She she but, has flaws, but the accomplishments. Uh, yeah. far, far and then Kovira Kovira definitely isn't her fault at all like Ooh. she sacrificed her whole body to stop Zahir like the world had to step up if anything Kovira is other people's fault who put Kovira in power while Korra was um, while Korra was mending kind of the Sozin effect there even um, mm. like it's not it really wasn't Aang's fault or even Roku's fault necessarily that Sozin and um, yeah, I mean that the Hundred Year War started. Like that's more of a political issue. But uh, so I'm gonna get to some uh, to where the the fans had it ranked, and surprisingly so, they had it ranked number one. Good. So, Way to go, fans! Oh, okay. not. Chris, uh, Chris, you can have so, um, uh, in, in one. I'm taking four <laughs> at number one. <laughs> um. They uh, one Beatrice again said, um, uh, "Where am I at here?" Okay, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me ranking Korra over Aang, but remember, Aang saved the world from a hundred years of war. Korra saved it from ten thousand years of darkness. Plus, oh, never mind. That's pretty much it. On that. mean, that's and then, uh, <laughs> so on the flip side of that is, <laughs> which I find funny, is a uh, Blake. Blake says, and I'm sorry if I say this in a in a rude way, Cora obviously gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't even bother ranking them. He just went on his way to say Cora gets worse. People that, so, can so we say Cora uh, is probably, I'm surprised that fans have her ranked that high because she's probably the most divisive. Uh, she She's time. definitely the most divisive. So, yeah, Korra obviously gets worse. She constantly lost, and the people constantly suffered because of her failures. Ouch, bro. All four seasons ended with them. 
All four seasons ended with a massive failure on her part, leaving us sad. Plus, let's not forget that she destroyed the Avatar cycle, essentially killing Aang and all the old Avatars out of what is basically a tantrum towards her father. Really? And and then uh, Marco just said, couldn't agree more, fam. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Hey, uh, you know, one person, it's an opinion, but two's a crowd. You had some support there. Uh, Yeah, again, I... Not that I don't find her disappointing and frustrating and stuff, but uh, we're looking at a uh, body of work here. And if Ko- Kiyoshi gets credit <laughs> just for sticking around forever, then Korra definitely gets some credit for having super-duper high impact while she was there. Uh, she kept a pretty busy life. On to number one, number the one. definitive best avatar no of all time. Can't it's probably one you know least about. But she's done probably the most. I mean, not done the most, but she's done the best job. Is Avatar Yang Chen? Now, Avatar Yang Chen, I have a ranked really when we I have a ranked at number one, um, because she she does her job like she maintained such peace and balance in the world that the next Avatar grew really lazy. He had nothing to do. <laughs> Or did was he that? just think he had nothing to do? And that's <laughs> whatever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> go. On. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, and and she, even though she was an air nomad, she was not reluctant to kill. Like even though there, there's no, it's it's known that she's not reluctant to kill. And that's what um, what led people to not only admire and respect her, but also kind of fear her. Um, even even though we don't see any instances of her killing, we know that she she was fine with killing people. Like she did not let the airbending philosophy keep her from doing absolutely what was necessary. And to me, that is a huge sacrifice. Not only sacrifice your own self beliefs for what you know is right in the world, um, as she says, but you know, to in order to cherish life so much. That you're willing to take the few that puts it in danger. Um, that I think that puts her into a point where she is probably the wisest avatar. And like, like I said, I think she's the best avatar. Um, she also defeated an old spirit, not by sheer force, but by coming to an agreement, truly being the bridge between worlds, establishing a holiday that the spirit would agree to while keeping this place sacred. Um, yeah, so Avatar Yang Chen. Yes, number one, because she essentially did nothing bad that we know of, and she established such great peace that it lasted really even her lifetime in the Nets' lifetime, except at the very end where that avatar screwed up. <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> I had her ranked number two, and I think uh, you said it best. You said she is the wisest, and she is probably the best embodiment of like what a good avatar is supposed to be, right? Like, this is the amount of respect that you're supposed to have for life, dedication to the job, de- dedication to the game. <laughs> um, she really did. I believe she's the wisest. I think that shows through in that short uh, that she is the most helpful to Aang by miles and miles and miles. The uh, I would say the only reason, I have uh, two reasons that I ranked her lower than Korra. And the first is that uh, it's, it's not a greatly impressive resume. There is some extra... Uh, metaphysical yeah. metaphysical things on there which is exciting to me like 
when you go beyond physical things and you're essentially in war with a, with an old spirit, like uh, you mentioned there being a true bridge, that's something that a lot of the avatars we've talked about really don't do a ton of. And she does. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but so I, I take a little issue with maybe a smaller resume and then the lack of blemishes. I always believe in, um, and you know, like we're, uh, we're our own harshest critics, whether it's here on a podcast or we're playing basketball or whatever, <laughs> Uh, because we're the closest to us and I, we're the closest to ourselves. We know ourselves better than anyone. So I just look at that and I'm like, we would be more critical of her if we knew more about her. We don't have anything bad to say because there's nothing there to work with. We know so little about her. And so it's, uh, you know, I know I'm kind of manufacturing something bad there. But it's like, I know we're only most <laughs> critical of Cora and Aang because they're so close at hand. And so I'm yeah. sure if we Or on the flip side... You know, on the flip side, like you said, we are our worst critics. And I think the same go for avatars. Like, they don't hold anything Probably back so, about yeah. their own their own shortcomings. Like, Roku says, I should have been more decisive. Yoshi, and in, in that journey from Spirit World, says, like, our actions, have even though we don't know it, has ramifications and consequences for later lifetimes. Korok, of course, is a he dummy. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say <laughs> yeah, his like, his hey, inaction wife. speaks for themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'm still looking for her, uh, but Yang Chen, she, Yang Chen doesn't say anything bad bad about her. She's like, listen, uh, I didn't let that air airbender, like <laughs> I didn't let that airbender uh, teachings keep me from doing my job. You need to do the same. So it was not self sacrifice. It was not arrogant. She didn't boast. She's not like, yeah, I straight up killed people even though I was an airbender. Uh, it was not yeah. arrogant, but also, it was boastful, yeah. but it was also not critical. So maybe there's something to that. Yeah. Also, we don't know if she killed... I'm assuming she's she's at least threatened heavily someone that she would kill them. Because she's a, she's made such peace that people are like, nah, we're not, we're not messing with Avatar Yang Chen. All right, she just blew a whole freaking forest just to prove a point. I think it implied that she was not afraid of killing somebody. I don't know. I think so, no example, yes. But I think it implied that she was not. So uh, long story short, uh, there again, based, I just, it's one of those where, you know, you could say it on the flip side of court too. Like I see her accomplishments the most because she's the closest to us. But, uh, you know, it's like, all right, if we, if we had more information on Yang Chen, I think we'd be less forgiving. But in the grand scheme of things, we're yeah. all in agreement essentially on the top two avatars and i think that's pretty cool the fact that us and kind of the yeah. general public everybody we all looking at the same thing in our avatars well well the general public had avatar yang chin only ranked at number five i think that's mostly because of the lack of information um oh, like one person number, says number two by the general public ang ang yes ang, ang was, was okay i'm sorry i forgot oh well come on yeah, general I'll, public. I'll rerun it down right in, in a minute uh, one person. Which one am I on? Oh, I'm on the wrong one. I don't want this one. I was on a different group. Uh, one person wrote, you know, a bit tricky to rank some of the older ones that we have very limited knowledge about. I think there's Brock Assistance Quirk probably accomplished the least. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to harp on Quirk again. Um, let's see. I don't know, I think it was the other one I wanted to read. This other person from this other fan group. Sorry, I'm actually on fan groups. <laughs> that, that's where I said. <laughs> uh, one person said uh, he ranked 
Cor- uh, Yang Chen as the worst. Um, but he did put the last, he, he ranked Cork and Yang Chen as worst. And his name is Trina. He says, the last two I barely know anything about, honestly. And then I reply, pretty much all a person needs to know is that Yang Chen established such great peace that her successor, Cork, was lazy. Then he writes, so I basically should have put Yang Chen before Cork. Um, <laughs> I disagree with that. I would, uh, and one person. Man, I feel like the only issue I have with that is that, like, the person that we hear saying that about there being so much peace that I didn't have anything to do, like, that's all from Korok himself. Like, there's still stuff to You can always do better. Get out there, you clown. <laughs> uh, Jamil says, uh, I will say Avatar Yang Chen did her job, did her duty the best. She is the wisest and did... Um, and did her duty peacefully without violence. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's other violence. Goes on to say, compared to other avatars, who's just all about violence. I think compared to, That's I think most of them okay. actually aren't about violence. Like, Roku didn't want to kill. Kyoshi. He didn't want to kill his, his friend. Aang, Aang. Kyoshi was definitely violent. Kyoshi was... And then Kurok, I think, we can I think, imply that Korok was uh, Korok was a violent. Other than that, I, mean, I don't know that there was a. Yeah, I can. I don't know that there was a. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty much Roku and Aang uh, weren't. I don't think I don't consider them all that violent. Even though Roku does give a very harsh threat to uh, Avatar to Fire Lord Sozin, saying that he will come to his permanent demise. <laughs> it's a great line. Um, and I don't, I'm pretty sure Korra was probably fine with killing. <laughs> I think Korra, like, Korra would have killed somebody for sure. I think, I think Korra would have been, even though I love the, you know, the end of the, end of the season four, where she saves Kuvira from the spirit beam, like that shows, when people say Korra doesn't have character growth, I say, would Korra episode one, season one, stop and sacrifice? Should've she doesn't know what's happening. She'd have killed her. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, it, but instead, she saved her enemy from the enemy's own blast. Like, that's you know, that's a ang thing to do. Like, that was you know, like we brought it before. That was Batman. Batman, like, when you killed yourself, <laughs> that's I didn't. And especially in this case, Kavira's own trying to blast her with a spirit gun. Um, inadvertently, blast was going to blast herself before saved her. Like, that is some clear growth there so i think yeah. most i think a lot of the avatars are more peaceful than uh probably than than this person gives a credit for but i i don't think yang chen was one of them i, would, uh, I think <laughs> i think it would be funny if like the unnamed firebender avatar was just like we don't talk about him because he's super violent like he just <laughs> all criminals kill him it's utopia here just get rid of him <laughs> He's the, uh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna lava band right on him. Let's uh, let's invent a lore for the nameless firebender and let's just go off the walls with. It. I think that could be a lot of fun. Uh, okay, I'm gonna name him Rosie. Gotta have. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, Well, firebender names usually have fire nation names usually have an R or a Z or a K in them. You know, yeah. Rosukin. Because you know, there's Zuko. Yeah, Rozukin. I like it. Rozukin has go. has all of it in there. And he <laughs> got the R's, the Z's, and the K's. He killed just for giggles, man. He was uh, he was harsh. <laughs> you know? I, don't, I don't know about. I don't think an avatar would kill 
just with giggles. I don't know what type of fan fiction you're writing over there. <laughs> but, it's pretty dark. Um, <laughs> let's no, we maybe he just had a very a, a, a more strict code. Like he went too far the other direction. Like he's like, all right, don't don't commit crimes or I'll kill you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just took, he takes it too far. That's what Rozukin does. Yeah. We're gonna build a whole I love it. He, he'll forever be Rozukin. He's going to be Rozukin. Uh, We're going to build a whole lore around Rozukin. Yeah. So that is uh, Avatar Yang Chin is our, is our number one ranked avatar. And she was personally my number one ranked avatar. She was your number two, correct? Number two. Certainly close. I'd yeah. flip flop one or two and, me and I'd have been fine, you know. And you had core rank number one and the fans had core rank number one. But definitively, Yang Chin is number one. I'm right. We're both right because both on, our scores come together. On, so on, Yang on. Chin. Hold on. If I have core ranked number one and the fans have core ranked number one, but the objective geek has core ranked not number one <laughs> and somehow core ends up not number one. <laughs> I want to see some science. Um, uh, I can I can easily show you the science behind it. I, uh, I didn't I didn't factor in the fans into ours that's into the the ranking. We didn't, we didn't yeah. count the fans' opinions because they're the non-benders. I thought about podcast, it, yeah. but I was like, no, this is this is me and yours definitive well, forever. The world narrow, ranking of avatars. It's such a narrow group of fans, even that would be exposed to this or see it. Like, is that a true yeah. representation of anything? So, yeah. no, it's better. Also, Yang Chen, I think Yang Chen would have undeservedly been ranked lower because, and as we see here, she was ranked at number five with the fans because she doesn't have as much knowledge. I don't think people have really maybe looked too much into her. Mostly, yeah. yeah, mostly you and I were close. The one maybe disruptor is, uh, you know, me ranking one so low uh, yeah. through things. But if you, if you, maybe normalize that everything's pretty close we've got a couple things flip i think so yeah um, both had to say we're looking for the same stuff in our avatar i think we could hire the next avatar <laughs> uh we would probably agree on a decision <laughs> we'd be we'd be good at hiring the next avatar oh. rozukin get up it'll be uh well it'll be an earth kingdom person so ah. uh i forget how earth kingdom names technically go i think they have like see there's kiyoshi toff Haru. No, the Earth Kingdom is so big, though it's probably the most diverse. Yeah, artist in it probably is. So Boomy. We'll, let's pick a, let's pick a like a section. Like, yeah, let's go from Omashu. So right, we got the Avatar from Omashu, and it's Cabbage Guy's great grandson. <laughs> yeah. Actually, is what it is. Cabbage Guy's great grandson is going to be the next Avatar. Ooh. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what Cabbage Guy's name is. So oh yeah, that'll be interesting. Name. He'll be like a like a Bruce Wayne because he'll be rich. Right? Oh, because of the cabbage. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we got so, <laughs> so much how, did you, how does he deal here. with... <laughs> While we make it a stupid podcast, we should be writing novels. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, we got to come up with a name for Cabbage Guys. Oh, and you know what? He probably, sell, he, probably, he probably sells out at first, you know? Exactly. Like, he's selling his, you know... Like, he's doing corporate commercials or mover mover shorts <laughs> for cabbage corp <laughs> oh my like the avatar approves oh that's great and then eventually you know so he goes from being this like jerkish you know much better than avatar Korok, but you know all about himself kind of person to uh to by the end being a fully grown fully developed matured character developed uh avatar he, he is 
and he, uh, he is Bruce Wayne, fact, maybe with maybe with more character growth than Bruce Wayne, based on that uh, two-minute fan fiction you just offered. Man, uh, and then again, Bruce Wayne doesn't really have. He grows differently than other people. It does. It's a different project, uh, trajectory. But uh, yeah, we'll come up with a name. I think it would be his great grandson. So assuming that he has a kid roughly when he's selling his own cabbages, yeah. and then a grandkid would be roughly Cora's time. So I think it'd be his great grandkid. Would I think be- his name would have a B in it. I mean, there's there's Toph Beifong, Lin, Sue, Boomy, Bolin. Cabbage. Maybe there's a B and an L in there. <laughs> Cabbage. <laughs> That bitch. <laughs> uh, I can get on with the B and an L. Um, I, I thought a Rosuki. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, boop, 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 boop. I think I have to start with there. the B though, doesn't it? B and L, B. Do we want a girl? <laughs> you know, I think our fake. Oh, oh, yeah. Girl. Firebender has to be a guy you know, because we've seen the Firebender. So yeah, maybe this one's a girl. I think it has to be a girl too. I mean, we've only had three out of seven, so to even it out on like every eighth would be a girl. So yeah, so um, go with Basil. Basil, Basil, Basil. I can't Basil? Is that, that is that a plant? Is that a Basil? It's an herb that you put on uh, you know a table. Yes, herb. Yeah, right. That comes from Earth. Basil. Basil, perfect. Basil and Rosukin. I thought I do like. I do like Rosukin better, but... The more I say Rosukin, the more it sounds like a bad prescription drug for acne or something. Like, have you tried Rosukin? And uh, it's like a bad celebrity sponsorship. Whatever, I can't wait to write some fan fiction. Uh, Rosukin's going to be hyper-violent, and uh, Basil is going to be... Basil is going to be the most political and business-like avatar of all time. She's mm. going to be very, yeah. very leadership uh, figurehead-oriented. It's going to be great. Coming up next yeah. on, uh, on the guitar <laughs> podcast. So, hey, uh, like I said, we were pretty close overall. The fans had slightly different ideals than us, but uh, you and I were looking for fairly similar things. That's pretty cool. Some good avatars, some bad avatars. Yep, that's it, I guess. It. Yeah. Uh, if anyone is actually watching this, please comment below on what your uh, rankings would be and how you are, are wrong, unless you agree with Which us. Is- we don't even care if you say bad things about us because we're just gonna be like wrong. But then we're still we're very polite. Yeah. We're still gonna be like, thank you for commenting, even though you're wrong. No, yeah. uh, say whatever. We would love to hear some feedback, even if you even if you hate Cora and Yang Chen, we won't blame you. <laughs> so, all right, uh, thanks Chris Ford. Thanks uh, people for contributing. Thanks Chris Ford for putting it together and coming up with the idea. It's brilliant. It's a lot of fun. Next week we'll probably go back to a normal episode. <laughs>